Scenes from the Spectrum, episode 24. Joel Embiid is the MVP again. Oh boy, oh boy. It has certainly been a few weeks since we've been back, but we're back better than ever, ready to give you a fresh, fresh, fresh episode of your favorite podcast, Scenes from the Spectrum. Graham, how are we today? I am doing fantastic. I and see uh I, I see you got something new over there. What, what you got? You got you got new mic? Got a little new toy. Do I sound crystal clear? I hope I do. There you go. Yeah. So uh, Thank you guys, everybody, for tuning in. It's been a yeah. few weeks due to some scheduling conflicts, but you know we're back. Uh, we found a time to record and uh, got some fun things to talk about. Uh, Graham, anything to say before we run through our headlines? Um, not really, other than uh, I believe the last time we talked, the Phillies had not been eliminated just yet. So we want to congratulate the Phillies on a, on a good season, unfortunately. Um, unlike another NL East team, they couldn't get the job done, but there's always next year. <laughs> and Tony, if you could hit that music, we are going to run through our headlines for today. Embiid, the MVP agenda, is back with his 59-point performance against the Utah Jazz, where we pulled out the win to go back to 500. And we are now ninth place Eastern Conference at seven wins and seven losses. James Harden, uh, he's been out for a while, but he's expected to be reevaluated this week. Uh, former Sixer Charles Bassey is shining under Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs. Proud of my proud of my guy Charles Bassey. Can't say anything, but I'm, I'm proud of him. And uh, I also saw this coming from a mile away because he is him. First of all. I think a lot of people, a lot of people could see it. Everybody saw how good he was, except, you know, the head coach who's supposed to know the most. But yeah, you know. and uh, he's he's going to have to. Doc Rivers is going to have a lot of things wrong with him. Charles Bassey is definitely one of the glaring things right now because everybody but the coach seemed to believe in Charles Bassey, including us, the fans, uh, and it, pretty much everybody around the Sixers reporters alike. And it's no surprise to see him hooping because he is by far one of the one of my favorite players in the league. Like I'm watching Spurs games now. Yeah, can't, can't say that I was watching many Spurs games before the Charles Bassey signing. Yeah, the Spurs have been a fun team to watch this year, but especially with the addition of Charles Bassey, a fan, a Sixer fan favorite, you got to tune in. I've watched. Yeah. I definitely watched a couple games. Keldon Johnson, Dem Vassell, Trey Jones, Zaka Pertle on that team. I like Jeremy uh, Shohan, another Sixers legend. Uh, Josh Richardson oh, on the boy. squad. Oh boy! Don't 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 team. don't remind team. me of that of, of that time. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Josh Richardson, uh, I guess he wasn't even there that year. But we do have trivia. We do have trivia. I don't believe Josh Richardson was on the team in no. the twenty twenty one. He was, he, was, he was not. Uh, that was the first year of Seth Curry and yeah, I believe Danny so. Green. Yes. Uh, we have some trivia uh, towards the end of the episode, so make sure you watch all the way through. Um, I think I'm like three and zero against Grand and trivia. No, not, even like that. not even close. Not even close. 
uh, of course, because you may know if you watched the previous podcast, Graham cheated last time. But uh, not you know, we, we already talk about that. Uh, let's just get right into it. Embiid, 59 points, 11 rebounds, was it eight assists and seven blocks. Did I get that right? I think you did. But uh, um, it doesn't really matter because any way you slice it or dice it is one of the most impressive regular season performances we have ever seen. That's not an understatement. Like, like literally, he was insane. And I, you, everybody wants to talk about the points. Fifty nine points. It's re- that's really freaking good. Like, we yeah. don't want to. We don't want to say that. That's like normal because it's not. But the five blocks in the fourth quarter in a close game is something we're never going to see again. And that is one thing that I feel like is more impressive than scoring 59 and four quarters is getting five blocks in one and have it being the fourth quarter in a close game against a pretty good jazz team. I, I think we got to so we got to talk about that. And the seven blocks is obviously very good and something that Embiid should be doing routinely. And he's going to start doing that, you know, not seven blocks, but three or four. I feel like we can get that out of Joel. Yeah, and I mean, you heard him talk about before the season even started, he wanted to be the best defensive team in the NBA, and that started off as being completely false. And (laughs) they have really turned a corner here defensively. um, I think they are top 10 in defense now, uh, which is is great to see. Um, We've been without James Harden uh, for a little bit. We've, We've squeezed out a few wins, managed to get back to 500, but, you know, there's not many players that can, you know, flip a switch and just take over the game like that. And that's exactly, exactly what Joel Embiid did against the uh, Utah Jazz. It, that whole fourth quarter, if you'd never, if you, if you didn't watch it, you have to just go back, watch the whole game, but especially the fourth quarter because, oh my God, that is the most dominant performance I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. And I believe Game Score had it as like a top 10 game ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah I think that's all you need to know about it he, he's insane player but that those are the type of performances where it's like he's not human and he is the best player in the world because he is unguardable for one but when he's making shots it is otherworldly what he's able to do and he's so smooth with the rock uh, a great great uh, job playmaking passing the ball as well because he had the attention of all five jazz players on the court every time he touched the ball and he still scored 59 and had eight assists he had eight assists and not having a single assist in the fourth quarter yeah he scored every single point except i think it was two points off of might have been dan uh daniel house free throws but um other than that he scored every single point in the fourth quarter and that is I mean, obviously, you don't want your uh, a guy like that playing so many minutes, but in some cases, you have to because you have to win games. Um, and he did exactly what he was asked to do. Yeah, I want to know who's doing these schedulings for the NBA because that was on Sunday night or Sunday late afternoon. We don't play again until today, which is Friday. So uh, I want to know what, what they got going on over there. And then we play three games in about four or five days, I think it is. Yeah. We play today, Friday, we play Saturday, and then Tuesday. Yeah, what, what's going Weird. on? And and the, and the whole thing with the scheduling, with the playing the same team two times in a row, one home and one away, it's weird. Scheduling this year is just weird. Yeah, we've done that with the Hawks. Um, we, we did that with the Raptors. Yep. 
I believe is coming up with the magic as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's weird for sure, the scheduling this year. I'm not a fan of it because the Milwaukee Bucks played like two games in the first eight days of the season, something crazy like yeah. that. Um, so it, we it's needed, not, we needed this break because I believe yeah. we played, we had played the most games in the NBA up to Sunday night. Yeah. And actually when we play the magic, we play the magic, uh, Friday, the 25th of November and then Sunday, the 27th, both of those games in Orlando. Oh, and both in Orlando. Okay. So, They've been, they usually yeah. been doing one home and one away. But. Yeah. So they're just, they're just both there. We yeah, had a nice, a nice Florida trip for the boys. Yeah. yeah I love and, it. And we, um, we played, we played two, two in Toronto as well. Yeah. So there's been some some weird scheduling that we're not used to. And uh James Harden has been away from the team for for uh the past few weeks due to a can you tell me what the exact injury was? Was something with his foot? Was, Tony, do you yeah. know the exact injury? Uh if you could pull that up that that'd be nice. But um give me a minute. Yep. Uh so one guy I would say that really misses James Harden is Tyrus Maxey. Uh, really has just not looked like his true self out there, especially you're asking him to play point guard, and he's not the best at creating a shot for himself or, or, or for, for others. Um, he's not the passer you want your starting point guard to be. Uh, so it's hard to see him struggle. He really he, he does miss James Harden. Yeah, and James Harden had the, uh, excuse me, he had the tendon strain in his foot. Uh, so he had a walking boot. He did some practices and took it off, but I feel like, I, I think I've seen reports of when he's not, you know, at practice, he does have the walking boot on, which is pretty common for basketball injuries. So, uh, yeah, I think that, um, the reevaluation is going to be huge because we cannot afford him to be out for another two weeks or if even, uh, he needs to come back as soon as possible. And Tyrese Maxey, as you were talking about, he's a guy that, it's just a feel type of player. You know, he's he he has such a good feel for the game, but he also comes with the inexperience of having a feel for the game. Yeah. Cuz sometimes it's a lot of force stuff and it's a lot of bad shot selection cuz he he's a tough shot taker. He's also a tough shot maker, but when the shot's not falling down, a bad night turns into a worse night for Tyrese Maxey. But also the highs come with very high highs. So I I think that with Maxi, he just has to find a rhythm and and find you know a middle ground between his low point and his high point and be consistent in that middle ground. I think he can easily average 26, 27 points per game, uh, at, in with this team right now if he plays to his potential. He hasn't always done that, and he's sitting around 20, 22. So I, I think that Maxi still has a lot to, a lot of room to grow, and I think that he's actually not been his best, and we're yet to see his best. I think we're about to see. Uh, from Maxi, what we saw in the preseason and uh, building up to the season of where he was really, really, really good. And it's just, it's yet to come. And we're going to see that. I, I don't think that Maxi is just going to be the Maxi is now. I think he's going to be great uh, in a couple of weeks or even a month, may, may come in the playoffs when we need him to. And I'd be happy with that. Yeah, the, the Tyrese Maxi, you know, kind of stretch of bad games does not scare me at all. I mean, he's what, 22 years old? Yeah. Um, he's got so much time to, to grow and learn. And, and the addition of James Harden just makes it so much better for a guy like Tyrese Maxey, just to teach him um, what he's doing wrong, criticize things about his game and, and help him become the star player that he could be. So a lot of big things to come for him. 
Yeah, I still think that we're going to see Maxi go through a stretch of games, like a two-week period of where he's just going to be insane. And we're going to see more of that as he gets older, as he gets more experienced. Those two-week periods are going to turn into months, and those months are going to turn into seasons. Uh, Still work in progress, but the potential is no doubt it is there, and he he shows a glimmer of potential every game. It's just whether on he builds that throughout the contest or he might have a good quarter, he might have a good half. Um, but I'm waiting to see him not only put four quarters together, but put a week together, put a month together, and that, that'll turn into a season. And I still think we're going to see a plethora of 30-point games from Tyrese Maxey. Uh, give, me your, give me a prediction on how many 30-point games you think Tyrese Maxey could have. I think we're looking at five or six uh, still coming. That's a pretty good number. I think that's about fair for him. I feel like he, he could get 30 easily, um, especially without Joel. If he's if he's hitting his shots, he could go for 40. We've seen him go for 40 Yeah, uh, when, he, when he's hitting his shots. So I think that he could get – if Joel's not playing and there's no Harden, easily see him go for 30, and we're going to need that from him. Uh, but if not, he, he could go for 40. He could go for 30 a couple of times. I mean, I like to see a couple of 40-point games from him, maybe one or two. Still got in the tank. Um, and against the Bucks, he had not his best game against the Bucks last time out. Get some revenge for, for big old Tyrese Maxey. Absolutely. And, you know, with the Sixers uh, season starting off as sluggish as it has, they found themselves in the ninth seed, uh, a record of seven and seven right under the Wizards and the Knicks. I don't I don't plan on it to be, for it to be like this. Uh, at the end of the season, yes, I still believe we will be a top three seed. Uh, you just, you gotta, you gotta, we just gotta get it together. We we really do. And the bench, uh, that's it's another year, um, another bench problem where we're we're just not getting enough from our bench and and getting outscored. It feels like every single game, maybe except one or two, our our bench just we need more production. We nothing else to say except we need more production from the bench. Yeah, and the, the bench is going to come eventually. I think George Niang has been re- very, very good. Yeah, he had um with seven, seven threes. Yeah, I'm going to propose something extremely nasty. And it's going to be move Tobias Harris to the bench and put George Niang <laughs> in the starting lineup. And See, hear me I- out, hear me out, hear me out. Because Tobias Harris can be an offensive initiator. Mm-hmm. Without Harden, we don't have that singular bench offensive initiator because we always had Embiid, Maxi, or Harden on the court at all times, no matter what the starters were on there or the bench unit was on there, majority. I think if without Harden, we can move Tobias Harris and he can have more of his initiation offensively running the pick and roll with whoever, maybe it be Montrez Harrell or Joel Embiid uh, for that matter, and have players like Melton around him and you know Shake Milton if the time calls. Uh, and Matisse Seibel even on the court. So I think we can run Tobias Harris a lot more with the bench unit. And I like George Niang with the, his ability to stretch the floor and have just Maxi. Like I, I would like him, even with Harden back, you put Maxi, Harden, you, whoever at the three you want. And then I, I like, or PJ Tucker at the three, George Niang at the four, and you have Embiid at the center position. I still think that you have good defense, even with P.J. Tucker being a three there. You can hide George Niang however you want. There's not a lot of great power forwards in the league. So it's good to have a defensive liability if it were to be a power forward. That's not the end of the world. And I still think Tobias Harris coming off the bench, he could be a six-man-of-the-year type of guy. 
Uh, and it, it makes it makes sense. It does. I don't know how well it'll work on the court, but it's something I would wouldn't hate if it happened. Actually, I would think that was it would be a good move. As much as I would like to think it would be a good move, I just could never see them putting a thirty million dollar a year player to come off the bench. It's very sacrifices, hard. Sacrifices I know. have to it's be just, made. It's just hard. It's hard to do that. It's hard, um, but that, like, the Nets are doing it right now. So <laughs> it's it's not even like Tobias has just been like flat out bad. No, I, I he's just think- shown he's shown that he can you know really boost this offense. He's just inconsistent and and that's what hurts his team i mean i'd say um in the game against the jazz he scored most not if not all his points in the first half it's just all about consistency and i think and you could have him a big problem you could still have him play more minutes than george niang but not yeah. be in the starting lineup i think if you have more run with tobias with the bench unit of the Sixers versus the bench unit of the opposing team, you see Tobias come like in a good role player to a great role player. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's more or less what I'm talking about. Yes, this is nasty. It is. <laughs> it's it's like wow, what are you thinking, right? Um, but I like George Niang being able to stretch the floor. Just they can't double team Embiid if you have Tucker yeah. and Niang at either corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk about something, something that I've seen a few more rumblings on Twitter about, um, and that is complaints about PJ Tucker. Uh, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. I think Tucker does so much more offensively than score the ball. And he has not been disappointing at all. If he has been disappointing to you, then you had unrealistic expectations for PJ Tucker. That's, I think he's that's pretty what good. I've been saying. Yeah. Uh, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people, um, complaining on twitter about oh we paid this guy 10 million dollars a year to do nothing i mean he's not doing nothing he has done a plenty plenty of things to help uh to help this team and and while it may not show on the stat sheet if you watch the game you will really be able to tell what he's what he's doing yeah and he's a guy that defensively is going to be there for him and he's going to get older as it's going to happen but he's still you could still count on him to produce good minutes. And I think that's, that's what still you're going to He still looks young. Oh, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> uh, what is he? 38 now? 37. I don't talk about it. I don't want to know. <laughs> Every time you mention his age, you know, it comes in my head hmm. contract. I don't, I don't want, yeah. I don't want the contract and the age to mix together. Yeah. I'm talking about PJ Tucker, please for, for yeah. our, our own safety. Don't do that. Now, uh, what, comes with the nba every year that's drama and i feel like we've had plenty plenty of that it's like a season's worth uh, of drama in the first in the first month and most of that has to do with the with the brooklyn nets you got the whole kyrie irving situation and you had kevin durant coming out and slandering his own starting lineup the other day which is something that uh, that it's crazy. That just it's crazy. Just to say it. I it is I bizarre. Under, it is bizarre uh, to sit there on your own team to be the franchise player and say all just slander, just slander your starting lineup. And that he is al- just mind blowing. He me. also said, and that's why I requested a trade, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. Uh, I but don't understand it, why he withdrew his request if he's just going to say these things. Yeah, he, he, he keep he, keep your trade request in. 
He 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 slandered Edmund Sumner, Royce mm-hmm. O'Neal, Joe Harris, and Nick Claxton, I believe. And he said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that's our starting lineup. What do you expect? You're going to slander me because I'm the guy who's on the court, effectively." And then he said, "And that's why I requested the trade," which is crazy because when he requested the trade, that was not the starting lineup at all. It so wasn't. now he's got conflicting uh, results there with the first part of his statement and the second part of his statement. But again, he's, I don't even know if there's a word to describe uh, Kevin Durant. He's like Kyrie Kate crazy, but in a different way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one of the, the teams that we knew from the beginning of the season was going to be a disaster. We talked yeah. about, it. we literally talked about it and said, Hey, this team is not going to work out. I mean, we started with Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton sharing the floor together. <laughs> And oh god. Wow, we are so surprised that it's not working out. And Nick Claxton's outplaying him, by the way. Yeah. What do you think about Ben Simmons as far into the year? Um, do you want me to do like say how I really think or what the podcast should be about? I'll leave it up to you. Uh, he sucks. Yeah. Uh I, nothing more. Nothing I more. have never seen a player airball layup. <laughs> I've never oh, seen I a player. How Tony feels about that. I, Wait, didn't we talk about this last time? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, but I'll, did. I'll, I'll I'll put it this way: I've never seen a player be a top fifteen point guard, top ten point guard three years ago, and now he's a second string center. It's just like I, I, it's, I look. I've never seen that ever in my life before. It's just so rare. It's so rare. Have you that you have a uh, what is he a two time All Star, three time All Star? Hey, he's up there, three maybe four. Yeah, uh, it's crazy how he's gone from that. To this, putting up triple singles, yeah. um, it's no quadruple sad. singles fouls, Qu- quadruple singles. It's sad, but also fun to watch. I- I'll p- I'll put it that way. Oh yeah, I'm having a I'm having a grand old time watching the Nets. Uh, <laughs> the because... Nets have found themselves in the twelfth seed currently, uh, with a record of six and nine. While you may say, "Why are you laughing?" You're ninth place. Well, I a. I'm not a fan of the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets. No, you're right the first time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think think that nine in the standings is better than 12. Last time I checked, I haven't haven't had a math class in about three, four years, but I believe that it's correct. I think think nine's a better number than 12. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, when you're talking standings-wise, so I I think that we have every room to talk because we warned everybody. I mean – Everybody, we, we're talking about people saying that the Nets won the trade. The Nets did this. Ben Simmons is going to be even better than he was with the Sixers. The Sixers fans are too harsh. Why didn't B throw him under the bus? Why did everything happen? Why is oh, Ben Simmons' mental health? Oh, my gosh. All of it was a load <laughs> you of know, I think because he just sucks. Let's say it how it is. He is a terrible basketball player. I think, you know, we we go back to what Kate Scott, Kate Scott said on – on the broadcast a few weeks ago, who won the trade? Just one, just one sentence. Who won the trade? And that should tell trade? you everything. I mean, you got Bro, when Kate Scott gets on. Uh, you know, you ne- I never hear her say anything about that. But wow, uh, that was one of the greatest calls I've ever, ever heard. Yeah. Um, While well, you guys may Kate be, Scott, by the way, undisputed the most underrated sports commentator out there. I don't care what your thoughts on Kate Scott absolutely. is. Absolutely. You you might be misogynistic. That's on you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you reflect on yourself. But she is phenomenal. By the way, like when, when she first started, I, I I had a few critiques about her and whatever. But she has grown 
so much. And it brings me back to the Grizzlies game last year where she had one of the most fantastic calls of a fourth quarter that I've ever heard. Uh, so it, her improvement has just been phenomenal. Yeah, and she is doing it with Allah as her analyst, which is which it's hard to do with Allah with Allah as your yeah. analyst. It's hard because I mean, Allah just doesn't care anymore about what he says. He bro, care. he has a personality of a rock. He's got yeah. the personality of this drywall right here. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty bad. Oh, that's funny. Um, well, you guys may be thinking at home, why do we like to sit here and talk about the Nets all the time? Well. What it, it it's just fun to make fun of them. It is. It, they're just, they're a just funny fun. team. It's just the yeah. uh the the the, the uh, clown team of the NBA. Yeah. Would you fun. would you rather of this actually came up in in one of the things I was working on earlier this week? Would you rather be burnt at the stake in the Salem witch trials or be a starter on the Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Accor- according to KD. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just it's just you know. You think you think about that team and you're like, oh, dude, the drama just can't. It, there's no way it can get worse, and then it just manages to top of that, which it's just fat. It's fascinating. It, yeah. it blows and, my mind every time. And they also have uh, a podcast, kind of. I wouldn't say uh, the Brooklyn Netcast. Just, oh, don't don't even get me please, the worst hit Twitter account. Actually, I'll listen to one of their podcasts. Not bad, not a bad podcast. Twitter account. I terrible. will not let myself listen. I the Twitter account does terrible. Does it all for me. Uh, you, you, ha- you have you have a guy uh, who sits there and says, "Oh, I'm Doka should never um, coach again, uh, coach yeah. coach in the NBA ever again." And then you, a couple weeks later, you're like, "Oh my God, we got I'm Doka, yes, yes." And then that fell apart. But uh, it's not the first time that they've just switched sides so crazy. They did it with Ben Simmons as well. But um, I hate that Twitter account and a lot of the other. That's Twitter accounts who seem to don't know what they're talking about, bro. It's so funny to go back and look at the uh, comments of tweets about the James Harden and Ben Simmons trade. It is hilarious. No, everybody wanted to hop on the Nets train. The Nets all won the trade. They won the trade. Oh, you guys got worse. You got an aging James Harden. I said, wait till you see till he's healthy. What do we have now? Well, he's not healthy now, but like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Top one shooting guard when healthy. Absolutely. Actually, Absolutely. Shay, Shay might be better, bro. If we're, if we're Dude, being honest, he is crazy. <laughs> just he, what's he have two game winners in the past week? He's like, he's like a the DeMar DeRozan of last year. I remember DeMar DeRozan hit a buzzer beater in back to back nights last year. Yeah. But that, yeah, that go, great. go Shay. Um, I'm, I'm a Shay fan. I, I like, I like to think, uh, of a, of the Thunder as a team that I, I root for. Yeah, look, so I, I tweeted this out uh, about a week ago, and I want to put it up on, on this podcast. And I had a very, I would say, quite simple question. Uh, and it had to do with, uh, without naming any Hall of Famers or future Hall of Famers, Charles Bassey included, which former Sixers player would help out the current team the most? Oh, I think there's a clear answer there. I think there's a clear answer, too. Do you want to say it at the same time? What if we have different answers? Okay, well, I'm going to say mine. You ready? You going to say it? Yeah. Drew Holiday. Oh. Oh, man, I wasn't even thinking of Drew Holiday. Bro, who are you thinking? I was thinking of Mikel Bridges. Okay, I guess so. Yeah. No, I think Drew Holiday helps out the team more. Tyrese Maxey, six man. You know what? I 
I think that's a better answer. I, Drew Holiday, when I saw that, I did see that tweet, and I was reading some of the replies. Drew Holiday didn't, didn't cross my mind. I completely forgot he was a Sixer legend. Or or the way Jeremy Grant's been hooping, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeremy Grant is having himself a year. I got him on my fantasy team. He's got me. Bro, he had like 90 points the other night in fantasy. I saw that. <laughs> yes. That was insane. Shout out Embiid with the 115 fantasy points. And and 101 <laughs> points in 24 hours. Yeah, real, real life points. Real, real, Yeah, real life 101 points in 24 hours in two games, which is that, that's just unheard of. Yeah. Like I, I, I saw names Will Chamberlain. Oh, going back to my tweet, I saw some people say Christian Wood, which wouldn't be bad. Christian uh, Wood, which. Which would be great. Get yes. Tobias Harris off my team. TJ McConnell was also thrown in there. Not my first not, choice. Not Jeremy ideal. Grant. Jeremy Grant was a name. Tony Roden for the memes. Uh, <laughs> Robert Covington, which, uh, no. Spencer no. Halls. No. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is on the borderline of a future Hall of Famer. I would, I, would I would just, I wouldn't put him because I would just assume he would be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'd say he's a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, so Jimmy Buckets, he's borderline that, so just X him out. Uh, but yeah, Mikael Bridges also in there. But I gotta say, nobody mentioned Drew Holiday, and I feel like he's the clear cut. I favorite. For, I just completely forgot he was a sixer. I just forgot. I Bro. my mind just went to to uh, Mikael Bridges. Let's not forget Drew Holiday, Andre Iguodala. That was a fun. What was that? Twenty thirteen. Yeah, followed uh, by against the uh, Miami Heat in the playoffs, where we took a game off of them. Peak, peak Sixers fandom. It only got worse from there. Oh, and also a couple years later, or I guess, yeah, just a handful of years later, Evan Turner hooping. Yeah, <laughs> and then fun um, teams, fun teams, and then with the biggest fake game or fake first year of all time. Michael, or Michael yeah. Carter. You were right when you said game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the first game, and then I was like, yeah. The, quadru- the almost quadruple double yeah. game. Yeah. I remember thinking, oh, we got our guy. Tony, we quick did. question. Did you think about Drew Holiday with the tweet of which former Sixer player, with excluding Hall of Famers um, or current Hall of Famers? Like you, could, you could have said any old player that's retired, I guess. Um, but I said Drew Holiday. Would you agree with that? Is there is there somebody else? Fan, absolutely. Um, oh, bro. as a Drew Holiday fan, absolutely. Sorry, my mic was up. Uh, that's um, why you're sir. Yes, true. Um, obviously, I also thought of Bridges, uh, Mikael Bridges. Uh, I get, if you want to count him, I guess. Uh, or counting him, him for sure. I, I, I saw him play him. the. Uh, oh, who they play yesterday? The uh, Warriors. Warriors. He was, yeah. he was hooping. Curry dropped 50. Um, they lost, so I mean, get that man some help. Yeah, he's got that. He's got. <laughs> he wanted. Uh, no, he doesn't need any more help. He doesn't need any more help. I've hated on him enough. Uh, but uh, yeah, either either Bridges or uh, or Holiday, I'd say. Yeah. No Christian Wood. No Jeremy <sighs> Grant. Christian Wood doesn't really move. doesn't move the needle. Jeremy Grant does. Jeremy Grant does. Jeremy Grant does. <laughs> man, at thirty-seven points. Two like three nights ago, two nights ago, he had twenty seven. He had like twenty four before that. Twenty. He's he's got four straight twenty point games, and he's been give shooting me, crazy efficiency. Give me first game, Michael Carter Williams, dad on this team. No, give me strictly, March first. first game. March first, Jake Milton. Jake Milton. There you go. March first, Jake Milton, the greatest player of all time. 
I don't know if there's ever been a player better than Mark. I Church will never. I will. I don't think ever for the rest of my life I'll ever forget that game. I remember it like it was yesterday, bro. And he's had he's had other other games where he's hooping on March first. Um, we play the Heat in Miami March first this year. I'm you expecting better, a better big beware. game. Better beware if Doc decides to play him. Oh, he will. It's March first. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, you know. I think you're forgetting that sometimes Doc forgets the obvious. True. And that, True. And that Mark March first, uh, Shake Milton is the greatest player of all time. So he just needs to, you know, get into that old brain of his. You guys are assuming Doc Rivers is going to be the head coach on March first. Yes, because he 100. percent assuming he, that he will be. I mean, listen. Ideally, uh, he wouldn't know if you didn't know. Kyle Newbeck came out with an article. Uh, Shout out, Kyle. The in the last week. Uh, and he was th- he was kind of talking about it, and he said it, it's it's not going to happen. There's there's really no talks within the organization of firing Doc Rivers. Um, financially, it wouldn't make sense either. So at all, it'd be a hellhole financially. Yeah. It, it'd be it'd be an absolute disaster trying to pay a new head coach. So it's listen as much as we hate Doc Rivers, as much as I do, Grant does, Tony does, every Sixer fan. Hey, he is not going anywhere. Quinn Snyder, I know you're listening. <laughs> Come home. Come home. Give me your dream head coach for this team. I just told you. Oh, that is that your dream head coach for this team? Look what he did with the Jazz. Yeah, you're right. Imagine what he did for Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, what he can do with James Harden and Joel Embiid. Oof. That's scary. scary also, uh, MDA, pretty good. I would be the first, but he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, who would your? Oh, I forget what I was gonna say. Are we ready for trivia? I forget what I was gonna say. I th- I think we're ready for trivia. I'm ready. W, w podcast host Justin, right there. <laughs> Tony, bring yourself on the camera. Let's see that beautiful face. Hello, say hello. hello Everybody, too. say hi, Tony. Um. We have trivia. Uh, do. Tony, you want to explain what, what, what the theme is for today? Well, uh, as my lovely hosts here have given me the uh, task, 2020-2021 Sixers trivia. Um, so I did a little searching. I got... try, you know, I tried to erase this and the 2019-2020 season out of my head because pain. For obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, well, Thankfully, there's no playoff um, questions on here. There's no just playoff regular questions? Season. Ooh, just regular no season. Just Ooh, regular season. Right. I didn't want to you know, right. oh, go down oh. that dark path. Uh, so the, about this one, then. The, uh, the key word is biscuits, correct? Keyword is biscuits. Because... Yeah. Yell biscuits when you know. All right. We're not, I, all right. Are, listen, are we I, didn't, the... I didn't yell it. You cheated. Okay. All right. We're even now. No, we're not. First <laughs> of all, I am 2-0. and oh. <laughs> Where are you getting two and zero from? I that might be one and one. Is it one and one? It's one and one. It's one and one. Hey, it's. I, I won the last trivia. I swept in the last trivia. So by it's, the way. Don't care. It's, it's two, bro. Because it was about how many assisted James Harden have in his game like, with the Rockets in 2014. Nobody cares. I care. All right, let's go, Tony. Okay, uh, three questions. As I said, um, obviously, go. You know, think back. 2020 2021 and, and, and oh, wait, by the let way me just put my mind to oh 
I remember I was rooting for Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris to be all stars. Ben Simmons dropped a career high on the Jazz. All that happened. Yeah. All right. That was I, the bro. Don't don't spoil anything, bro. Just keep. Oh, that these aren't. These aren't. Don't I don't think I spoiled anything. All right. I will say biscuits is because Matisse Seibel in the bubble forgot how many biscuits he was supposed to have. That is that is why we say biscuits. All right. Let's hear it. First question. All right. So as you know, or as you, if you don't know, uh, 2020-2021 season was only what's it called? 72 games due to the COVID, all that mm-hmm. other stuff. So in 2021 or 2020-2021, Joel Embiid only played 51 games um, due to you know COVID injuries, all that stuff. Um, how many 30 point or yeah, how many 30 point games did Joel Embiid have in 51 games? 51 games played? 51 games played. Biscuits. Biscuit. You got it first. You got it, yeah. Eight. A little bit of a low ball there. No, it's not eight. 30 point games from 30 point games. He averaged like 27 that that, uh, year around there. It it was like the first MVP. It was his his first MVP, yeah. It's Give me. Wow, you went really low. Yeah, eight, eight's crazy. Well, out of 50, uh, I guess so. I guess so. Eight's crazy. I was going to say like 24. Shout out, Kobe. Close. Very close. Close. <sighs> Very close. close. Right. I will not say 30 point. All right. All right. Higher. Okay. I, I was thinking he, he had a lot of like 25 ish games, but I guess he put the team on his back a lot if more. I'm, than if I'm thinking. close, give me, I'll, or you go, since I already I, I said it last, you go. 27. 29 lower it's, it's biscuits 22 26 I, I nobody gets this nobody gets all right this. nobody got okay. it no, nobody was it. it it was 23 all right <laughs> i can't all believe right. you said ah oh, i you threw me you you threw me off eight answer you threw me off with that i was gonna say like 30. Eight, what? the 51 games like, threw me off the 50, i was the gonna say like 30, 30, and you say eight. 23 and 51 games is yeah, that's insane. insane by and the in way, in that twenty-three had five forty-point games, one fifty-point game. Yeah, I was thinking more of the forty-point ones then. I guess right. so. That's fine. No one got that one. It's fine. There's still two more questions. Um, for those, or I'm assuming you guys remember the uh, the infamous game January 9th against Denver, where the Sixers only played seven players due to COVID. Oh my god. Um, do you remember the starting lineup of that of the Sixers in that game? This is, this is really going to test the... <laughs> oh, wait, Biscuits, Biscuits, our, Biscuits. Give, me, give me a try. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, my God. Point guard, Tyrese Maxey. Shooting oh. guard, Danny Green. Um, I mean, you don't have to go like positions, but Danny Green did was starting, yes. Did he, was he small forward or shooting guard? Can you he... tell me that? I'm assuming with this lineup, he'd be small forward. Shooting guard, Dakota Mathias. He's also there. Yes. Is he not? I, I'm assuming guard? he's. I'd assume he. I don't remember how tall he was. I'm assuming he'd be like a guard. power forward. Who he's I was guard? That's I was like who six, I, eight. Right, stop. It's my turn. Hold on. So there's forgetting. another guard I'm, I'm, I'm missing here. Isaiah Joe. All right. Now I just need a center. Come on. Dwight Howard. 
Yeah. That's the yep. five? That's the five. There you go. Do you want to guess the other two? I had to go. Mike Scott. No. No. Mike no. Scott was on the bench. Well, he didn't play. In I mean, sorry, like yeah, but he was on the bench. I know he yeah, got forced. That does not count, Justin. Stop. Not count. Stop. 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 Well, actually, on the, bench. the other two players. The other two players. All right, the other two players. I should have done that. Was one Paul Reed? Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Paul so, Reed. who's the other player on the bench for this team? This is pre-George Hill. Yeah. This is. Um, this this leads into the next question. If you want me to just ask that, no, no, I, we got to figure out who's this, who's this. You know, who this Tony, you have it right in front of you. I have it in front of me. Yeah. All right. It's could we get like a big man? A, a, like a position. It is, it's a big, yeah. Charles Bass. No, it's, it's pre Charles Bassy. Pre- so, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, Tony Bradley. Oh man. <laughs> Whoa, right. whoa! Because I, I was, was about never to say, getting that. I was about to say Tony Bradley because I wasn't sure if Dwight Howard played or not. But I remember we lost. Uh, did we lose that game? Yeah, pretty sure yeah, we, we lost. We but lost but Maxi, Maxi, had Maxi, had Maxi had thirty-nine. Yeah. So yeah, that was yeah. a win. That was a win. All right, let's see the next question. <clears throat> uh, during Embiid's absence in March of 2021, um, I was watching a. Game from home, I believe it was versus the Chicago Bulls. He tweeted out uh, a tweet about a now former Sixers player. Uh, I believe it was along the lines of, I've seen enough. F it, build around blank. Tony Bradley. Tony Bradley. Biscuits. Biscuits, Tony Bradley. Tony Bradley. I said said biscuits first. It's 1-1. Do we not have a bonus question? Well. It's a tie. Oh, you! Can I mean, I had three, well, you had to do three questions. I I had three questions. You guys didn't get. Can you not one. think of one? I can't. We can't end on a tiebreaker again or a tie. <sighs> All right, we got the last question to break the tiebreaker. Uh, it, it is one one in this. It is one one in this episode and one to one overall. So it's two two. Who's or gonna one, take, one, one. Game, well, in the sorry, series? In, in the series, is one one. Who's we're we're in overtime? Two one lead. We're at overtime in game three. Tony, this took you about 25 minutes to come up with Either one question. Okay, this is so nasty. Uh, <laughs> how, many, how, many, how many minutes? It was like five. No, it was way more than that. It's like 10. But all right, no, let's, no, let's hear it. Let's no, hear it. Let's, like hear it. let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. Uh, had, to, had to dip into the playoffs for this one. Uh, mm. Not the Hawks series, unfortunately. But we have the Wizards series. Uh, and in game four, the only game that uh, the Sixers lost in that series, Ben Simmons led the team in free throws. Uh, Joel Embiid didn't play much this game. Uh, how much, or how many free throws did he attempt, and how many did he make? And Simmons. This, nope. I know I know how many he shot in the fourth quarter exactly. I know how many he shot in the fourth quarter exactly. I'm, Biscuits. Okay. All right. So he shot, 24 free throws in the fourth quarter. Um, I would say he shot a total of 28 and made six. That's crazy. That is insane. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I'm not looking at game five, but oh, game four, were you game... looking at a completely different game? Yes. Yeah, so oh, I thought we were lost. talking about the foul-baiting Ben Simmons game. 
No, the the Hackaben. The Hackaben game Hacka where he shot twenty four free throws in the fourth quarter. I think so. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, I do not remember him doing twenty four in that series in the fourth. It quarter. was against the Wizards. Ben Simmons had his that. most free throw attempts in a game versus the Wizards on November 29th, two thousand seventeen. See, yeah, twenty nine. Yeah. That's that was actually November. Insane. Of 2017. Yes. <laughs> that was a playoff you. game. No, I t- I'm telling you, you're not right on that. So I'm going to say he was. Why did I, I think, I think he made five free throws. Games. Did he make five? He made five. He I know he five. made five free throws. I know that. See, for when fact. I told you I cleared those two years out of my head, I really meant it. <laughs> All right. I know which, I know which game we're talking about. And I, once you said it, I thought you were right. But now that I think about it more, there's just yeah. no way. Yeah. All right. I thought you were right. Should we just get a different question? No, because I'm getting this right. I'm getting this right. Biscuits. I gave up. Five of 11. Yes. Is how you how, also had 12 you. chances. We should have done a different question. Like you had James Harden assist. You had James Harden 17 assists in game one of the Houston Rockets in the 2017 season. The exact I, same way. The exact go back. Rewind, the tape. Like Rewind the tape. Rewind the tape. Rewind the tape. You did the exact same thing. I do not want to hear it. Two one up. We Such up in the series. Tobias mate. Harris and nasty Kobe tribute going a, eight for 24 in this game is gross. That's a, that's a Mickey win. Nope. I'm, I'm a, up <laughs> to one. Mickey win. Up to right. one. I think oh, that's, agonizing. Uh, I think to our viewers, we, I'm sorry. I think that's all we got for tonight. Sorry about that. Hey, Justin just does not know basketball. I, I listen. I told you, I blocked those two years out of my head, as you should. I, I'd and, like to defend myself here. I did have three questions before this, but what was your other question? It was the Embiid 30 point game. Oh, okay. Where you guys couldn't, you guys guessed 24 and 22, but not 23. It, was crazy i don't know what i was thinking. it was an ass but the 51 games only played threw me off that's fair all right i think that's all we have for today graham anything else you want to say uh go birds go birds you heard it heard it here first thank you guys for watching make sure to follow us on all our socials down in down in that corner in the bottom left corner at SFTS podcast with an underscore in the Instagram. Find us on TikTok. Um, we're on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcast. So make sure you go on over, leave a review, like, subscribe, comment if you can, whatever you want. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and have a good rest of your day.